This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Zane Goddard is becoming the third driver in the Super Cheap Auto wildcard program. And we start our journey with him to Bathurst today on Inside Supercars. Yeah, looking forward to getting in the car, obviously. Uh, being in a triple eight built car is something pretty special, and especially um, when it's a brand new one. So it's a cool opportunity. I've never had a brand new car before. Zane Goddard talks about his racing background and also his side project on Inside Supercars, and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. It's day two of the Newcastle 500, the 2023 season with Gen 3. And we're talking here with Zane Goddard, who it has already been announced that, Zane, congratulations, you've uh, picked up a gong because you're uh, going to be driving in the wildcard with Craig Lowndes in the Super Cheap entry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, firstly, it's a great opportunity. Um, yeah, super thankful to everyone at Triple Eight, Super Cheap. Uh, and yeah, to be pairing up with Craig is going to be something pretty special. So yeah, going to be cracking into it this year, try to get the best results possible. But um, yeah, just looking forward to the opportunity. Now you've for a number of years been driving. You of course shared the car at Matt Stone's when they had the program with you and Jake Kostecki, which was a new, it was a unique thing because it hadn't been done before in that way. And then Matt actually has now gone up to having two cars full time. But you hold a position that was unique in the category because you've driven both the prototype Gen 3 cars, both the Ford Mustang and the Chev Camaro. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, your background, you've come from the Super 2 series, you've come through the main series, and you're now you know, on the verge of earning a drive in, the, in full time in the game. What do you think was the thing that got you where you are now? Yeah, firstly, obviously, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, what got me here? I don't know. It's it's one of those things you're sort of always chipping away at, it and you sort of end up at like. A, obviously, I was yeah full time supercars in 2021, which was awesome. Um, goal is definitely back to get back there. But um, yeah, you know, past two years, uh, you know, last year with Tickford and this year with Triple Eight, I've worked with some great teams, and obviously, last year didn't quite go to plan. But this year, um, you know, definitely got the ambitions to have some really strong results and hopefully that can sort of cut and pop me back into the into the sport in a full-time manner but um i don't know obviously had some strong results in 2021 especially in qualifying uh, you know second row at tassie a few top 10 shootouts and stuff so i guess it was a shame not to um be back on the grid full-time last year but um yeah still hungry to get there and that's still definitely my ambitions 
Now, one of the great things, of course, you were used as one of the prototype drivers. When they were development over the last 18 months or so, um, you were called up several times. Uh, most of my time was actually in the Mustang. Last year I was with Tickford. So the majority of the stuff I did was actually alongside Luke Yildon, a little bit with Craig as well, uh, Craig Lowndes. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Side of the year I got to drive the two uh, different prototypes, the Camaro and the Mustang, which is quite, quite good, you know, sort of gave feedback what the differences were and um, it's quite impressive to see roll out round one how good the parity actually has turned out because um, there were definitely little things here and there that you know one car definitely had better than the other and it seems like they've tied them to a place where yeah quite comparable so um, on that side supercar's done a great job but yeah it was cool being part of that whole process you know something definitely a, diff a lot different as a driver usually my goal is to try and extract as much speed out of a car as possible where that was a lot more feedback orientated and you know trying to be really clear with the engineers and everyone involved because um, it was one of those things from session to session you know weekend to weekend there were new parts in the car new development and um, yeah being part of that was something pretty cool um, something that not everyone gets to do in their career so to be a small part of that was quite a cool process and you know Imagine because you were you wanting to do consistent times, not necessarily the fastest time you could, but consistent times, that would have been a big learning curve for you in teaching your own driving skills. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely a different target. You know, consistency is still definitely something you focus on as a, you know, as a race driver. Obviously, in races, you need to be consistent to keep the tyres under you and, you know, put put together a good race. But um, I think the main thing was just really being pinpoint accurate with your feedback, you know. If you sort of led them down the wrong path, you know, that's a lot of development, a lot of time and a lot of money wasted. So just being extremely clear, um, knowing exactly what you want out of the car and what the car needs. Um, so that was a pretty cool process. I think even coming back to, like, racing, um, you know, it's definitely improved my feedback a fair bit as well. So um, well, Now, we've heard that you've got a special project that's going to keep you busy for a while. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm actually doing a van build, um, sort of helped out by Supercheap, obviously. They've been a great sponsor so far. Um, so, yeah, I've got a Mercedes uh, medium wheelbase Sprinter. So, plan is to fit that out sort of as an adventure van. I like my mountain biking, going on road trips and all that sort of stuff. So, it's sort of going to be all-purpose. Um, can sort of live at it for little periods at a time. It's not going to be full-time living, but, um, yeah, the end goal is to have it done before Bathurst. Uh, if all goes well, maybe camping it over the weekend at Bathurst if the build quality is... <laughs> Not as good as I would like. Most likely a hotel room, but yeah, we'll wait and see. It's not a surfer van, though, is it? No, no, not a, not a surfer van. I like surfing. I'm definitely no professional. I'm not going to be in the World Surf League at any stage. But um, yeah, yeah, I just I like travelling. I like seeing Australia. You know, it's a massive country, and there's so many beautiful things to see. So yeah, I want to explore it a little bit more, and hopefully the van can help me do that. So as your journey starts to Bathurst, where's the car at? And where is Zane Goddard at the moment? Uh, race car or van? No, the van first and then you as the race driver preparing for Bathurst. Uh, yeah, the van's very early stages. I've done the insulation and the floor in it. Uh, it came as a completely empty panel van, so done that. Uh, and then ordering a few parts to sort of start bolting them in, do all the framing and cabinetry and stuff. So that's going to be... A steep learning curve but something I'm looking forward to doing. I sort of like doing these little challenges, they're always quite fun and quite rewarding. Uh, and then as far as a race car driver, um, you know the car's still getting built up, the Camaro race car. Uh, so looking forward to the first test day, I'm really excited for that. 
um, try to do as much seat time uh, as I can get in before then. But um, yeah, looking forward to getting in the car. Obviously, uh, being in a triple eight built car is something pretty special, and especially um, when it's a brand new one. So it's a cool opportunity. I've never had a brand new car before, or at least a supercar. So um, yeah, it's going to be something pretty special. In between this, you're at the front of the garage, which you hadn't been at previously, and that's not to belittle anything, but Super Cheap Auto has got a, a big plan for their activation. So you're doing, a, I imagine, more activation, talking to more people about racing. Yeah. And you've got two other little projects on the go, finishing your architecture degree, yeah. and then going over to uh, get a bit of more driver whispering in the UK. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to be busy, especially this first half of the year. But yeah, going over to England to see Rob Wilson. Done a fair few days with him. He's he's a guru. You know, he teaches a lot of the F1 drivers still, and a few of the supercar drivers go over there to do days with him. So yeah, really like Rob. Have a good relationship with him. So yeah, going to do a few days with him. Just get a, a bit of a tune up, and um, yeah, busy with architecture. Uh, finishing off my degree, or at least my bachelor's. So that keeps me busy, and then. Yeah, obviously being involved with a good team, you know, I'm trying to soak up as much information and gain, you know, as much experience with them as I can because, you know, they're the best best in the game. So, um, yeah, a lot of things on the agenda, but, um, yeah, trying to trying to do them all at 100%. So, see how we go. Maybe we should talk just a little bit about Rob Wilson for those people who don't understand driver coaches and all those things because every other sport in the world has coaches and Rob's one of those very few. Um, the very first driver who went from our paddock um, was Paul Dumbrell when he drove for Larry. Yeah. I actually remember writing it and I, I broke the news that he was going off to see Rob Wilson. Unfortunately, a lot of people said the wrong things about that. Yeah, he needs to go and see him and all that sort of thing. Um, uh, tell us about how Rob works because you don't go and get into a racing car, do you? You're in something different. Yeah, funnily enough, you're in a Vauxhall Astra. Um, I haven't been for three years, so you might have tuned up the car a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it, it's funny. It, it was always at an airfield, um, and you sort of rock up, and you're like, what is going on? And then it all sort of clicks over the day. It's just little subtle things that he teaches you. He's not, you know, reinventing the wheel or anything. But, um, yeah, every time I've gone, you know, the few races after it or test sessions or whatever, I definitely see a positive gain. And it's funny, you compare it to a front-wheel drive box last year, you sort of uh, seeing like where's the relevance but I think because it is such a I don't know quirky car it sort of exaggerates what you're learning um, then when you do jump back in these cars you know it's sort of you have a crystallizing moment where it all makes sense so yeah I've I've found it super beneficial so of course it's one of the things that people who don't know anything about motor racing and, and the vast majority of people don't because they're not involved they don't know people in it they have a totally different idea about it because race drivers the one thing that you need to do is be adaptable so whether it's front wheel, rear wheel, whatever, three wheel drive, whatever, you have to learn to cope with it and change your driving style to suit it. It's interesting, James Golding is the first person, first driver who's come out, he said before, after um, the uh, qualifying, but before the shootout, uh, he came out and said, I prefer driving these cars over the old ones. And he's the first person to come out publicly and said that. And I'm sure it's gonna actually echo out. It's not a question of, oh, we must accept it because that's what it is, that's what we're going to be driving. I think it's a genuine thing. Oh, I like driving this car. Yeah, 100%. First time I drove the car, I thought it was a great thing to drive. You know, it moves around a little bit more. It feels like more of a challenge for the driver. And I think the driver actually 
earns his pay a little bit more in these cars than the old ones. Um, you know, the old ones, there was sort of one way of driving it, and if the car was out of the window, it was really hard for the driver to sort of bring it back into it. Um, where this car, it seems like the driver can make a bit more of a difference. Um, you know, teams are going to have the opportunity to sort of go different directions with the car and how they develop it. I'm sure everyone's going to find their smaller windows at some stage, but um, yeah, obviously a lot of different teams would have a lot of different philosophies and for them all to be so close, you know, it obviously means that the car can, yeah, go different directions. Um, look, I think the one thing that we'll say, Zane, it's going to be, look forward to actually speaking to you over the next few rounds. How many rounds do you think you'll be going to of the championship this year? Um, uh, it, it all comes up to, you know, how many we're allowed to do sort of thing. So, um, yeah, the more the merrier. Obviously, I want to get on the grid as many times as possible. I love racing. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed we get to do it a fair few times. Well, Zane Goddard, thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you on the grid at Bathurst and we look forward to following the story on the way leading up to it. Thanks again. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. As we mentioned, we're going to be following Zane right throughout the year, getting updates on not only the progress of him in the Gen 3 super cheap auto car, but also his side project there, building up that Mercedes Sprinter van and making it super with the help of Super Cheap Auto. That's all we have time for on this edition of Inside Supercars. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. <laughs> <laughs>